0: Welcome to episode 24 of Reboot Higher Ed, a show that focuses on frontline adaption needed for sustainable growth in today's complex, non-traditional, and graduate enrollment management. It's time to shake things up. If you find this content valuable, please rate the show, or even better yet, leave me a review. I'm always looking for feedback and even future topics you would like me or a guest to cover. A link to contact me is located in the show notes. So, Strategic Enrollment Management is defined as a comprehensive process designed to help an institution achieve and maintain the optimum recruitment retention and graduation rates of students Um, where optimum is defined is in the academic context of the institution the work of admissions getting the students through the door is an important component of enrollment management, but it is just the beginning, and that is where today's episode is going. Enrollment management is outdated at many private universities, and with the enrollment decline and closure of schools, the focus on growth many times skips operations. So, thanks for tuning in, and let's get on with the show. Adult learners want to return on their investment. They are digital consumers with high expectations. Adult learners are strategic in their application selection and process. Adult learners require flexibility. So if we know all of the above, then why is it so hard to adjust? It's hard to understand because the concept is actually simple. The culture outside the walls of our institution is telling us, through their behavior, what they want, and what they do not want. But in higher education, we decide, correct? We make those decisions, right? This is the product we serve, and as we work to mark, make it better, we will decide how that works in-house. We will deliver this product to the mass, and they will come. Now, episode 23, I, I discussed the launching of new academic programs, so if you are not listening to that please uh, go back an episode and, and uh, check that out uh, once complete with this. But it ties into the latter statement. Well, what's going on in the meantime? Schools are closing. But many of us think we're safe for now. Because, well, like insert future action steps. And I stress, insert future action steps. See, future action steps make us feel a little bit more comfortable with the as-is, knowing things will change. But as we all know, that's quite complex. So, schools are closing, but many of us think we're safer now because, insert future action steps. But today, this is where we are. So here's where we really are. So in 2016, uh, closures, 93% were private and 7% public. In 2019, closures 90% private, 7% public, and 3% other. 2018 closures 92% were private and 8% public. And I know what you're thinking. Yeah, but how many of those were for profit? Yes, because of topics we have to covered on this show. In 2016, it was higher. <clears throat> it was higher in the 93% of private and 62% were for-profit. So that 62% percent um, were for-profit of the 93% private schools that closed in two, 2016. But let's move ahead two years into 2018. So 92% private closures, and 48% were non-for-profit. See, so things are changing, not for the good, um, depending on, I guess, where you are, but... Uh, it's not good for many that are in that small nonprofit uh, private sector, and I think that I am not giving anyone an aha moment with that. I, I think that's something that uh, we've uh, has been a topical lately, definitely a trending topic in higher education. So what do we do? Well, let's invest in marketing. Yes, please do, but it's not that simple. See, digital marketing in higher education is a you get what you pay for. If you have the cash, market your brand. But when you do this, you might want to think first about what's under the hood. As a measure to improve efficiency and return on investment, the institution should critically review conversion and intake process. The Association for Professional Continuing Online Education Research has shown that many institutions invest heavily in top of funnel activities with marketing and advertising, yet fail to convert as a result of antiquated enrollment management processes aimed at the wrong generation. So, let's go into some, some just some, some questions that we can ask ourselves. What's your institution's average time to respond to inquiry? You don't know. Find out, and I'm not talking about an email. That's right. It's great that we do have that automated response, but when is someone picking up the phone? We are talking about adult learners. Remember, professional students, not the high school junior who met your admissions counselor in the school cafeteria. Adult students' persistence and graduation rate is higher than traditional students entering univer- your university. So what I just told you is your adult students have a higher ROI. So when can a student learn about the the overall cost and what will transfer? Degree completion has a huge barrier for adult learners, and it's not just the one we have hit over the head on this show, the Bursar Holds. It is we don't accept those credits, or that course is not the same as the one we offer here. Is policy outdated? It's a question. Now, I'm sure you have those on the academic side that welcome an opportunity to rethink the latter portion, but it's up to frontline operations as a university to push and make this as a priority. We work in higher education, so everything is fine until it isn't. Is your admissions team staffed correctly? The size of an admissions team at many small private colleges corresponds to the size of of the university. The size of the university is a uh, is as is, but what about tomorrow? So you want stats, right? All right, here's a stat. Small private universities on average, uh, the admission staff processes. Uh, th- th- sorry, let me just step the Small private universities on average, uh, the admission staff of the small uh, nonprofit private, uh, about 399 applications. And I said stats, so I said 399 that's the you know just some data i have uh, i have a source for that data uh, in the show notes so let's round that up to 400 applications per mission staff at your small private university now remember this staff does more than just process applications but on average they process 400 per staff member now you want to grow correct that's that's what the goal is well look at your staff and tell me has the number of staff in your admissions office changed What you might find is that growth in enrollment is inside out, not just outside in. Has your enrollment management leadership team provided coaching and improving, not staff knowledge, but staff time management and development to work faster and more effectively and more efficiently? You want more applications? Well, before you get more applications, you need more inquiries. Want more inquiry, inquiries? Well, you need to be effective in your message given the items that I led uh, with in the beginning of this episode. You have more inquiries. Awesome. Now you have more of those inquiries to convert. Are you ready? Or is this now when you begin to look at organization, organizational structure? We have more. We wanted more. We asked for more. We invested We've got more. Can we convert those? Who is going to convert those? And even if they are working as efficient as possible, do you have the number of staff required for the growth you, you, you do desire? So you can't expect growth in your numbers if you don't value growth in the individuals responsible for the numbers. You want growth of enrollment, but remember, the vendor. They aren't going to ask you about your staffing and coaching in the office. They're going to ask you for your current pain points and desired growth for the future. They are then going to take steps to deliver, and I hope they can. But this isn't about them. This is about us. This is about the students we serve and the future students we aim to serve. This is about the staff required to do more with less. How does today's model deliver tomorrow's results when the as-is talks change, but the walk is on the calendar for another day? start the change within and you will see and you will see change but you have to invest and trust the process and before i leave you i will say here's a warning many of the strategies will require a budgetary commitment thanks for tuning in today and have a good productive rest of your week. Like this episode of Reboot Higher Ed? Well, make sure to subscribe whatever platform you listen to your podcast on. And also, don't forget to leave a review. Thanks for tuning in and have a great rest of your day.